This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we are back for another edition of the Onside Kick right here on Most Valuable Podcast, one-stop shop for everything pro football. I love that I can say that. Oh, and by the way, yeah. I was at Monday Night Raw last night with uh, Johnny Carlick, and there was an advertisement at the stadium for the XFL. Of course. So they played one for the it's XFL, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. So yet again, we talk about a little AFL. We're still an NFL-based podcast. A little AFL next year. Oh, that's right, the AAF. I keep calling the it alliance. the AFL. Just, just the Alliance. Yeah, I know. I called it the yeah. AFL, though, which is totally Very wrong. Different. The Alliance, which our team, uh, well, our team, I might, yeah. I'll be honest, I might be. After one mm-hmm. question for you, and this yes. goes for any sport. Okay. New sport comes up, you pick a yep. team. Do you have the right to to jump off the boat after year one, or do you have to do you stick get a on? do-over? Do you get a mulligan? I, I feel like the only way you can get a mulligan if it's not for, like, you know, the Apollos, basically. Okay. Uh, or, like, you know, you can't be a— So I can't become an Orlando Apollo fan. Yeah, you can't be sitting here right now as, let's just say, uh, like a, a lowly Dolphins fan. Sorry, okay. Miami. And say, I'm going to cheer for the Patriots instead. Uh, you can't just go from the bottom to the top. Yeah. It's got to be like— the Stallions, I just kind of like their style. I just ask that because, yet again— I Our picked, team's terrible. Well, we picked yeah. the Express for the same reason. Uh, they responded to us first on Twitter. Which yeah, they've got their, good social media. Their, their Twitter game is fire, um, but they're on the field they got to be good at something. Not. Um, but, yes, we talk about all pro football. That's the point of this. XFL, too, when it comes, we'll mention uh, XFL stuff. Uh your boy, or who used to be your boy in Chicago, mm-hmm. is going to be the coach in Tampa. Why can I not? Great Cup guy. Oh, um, Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman. He's not my boy. He's. <laughs> I said used to be your boy when he was here in Chicago. No, I was never into Mark Tressman. <laughs> From the very start, I didn't like Mark Tressman. He's going to be a coach in the XFL. But that was today, a classic. Can we have Bruce Arians? No, we get Mark <laughs> no, Tressman. No, we get Mark Tressman. Great. But today is our mock draft 5.0. That means, Mark, guess how close we are to the end. Very close. This close. That means we are close to April, which means after the 5.0, we will have a live mock, which we did last year, where the MVP guys get in one room. We all get teams, and we basically go through the draft live, make some trades, kind of talk about some picks that we make. Um, That will happen mid-April. And then just before the draft, two weeks before the draft, Mark and I will have our final 6.0 Here's the question I want to ask you live on the podcast that I have not prepped you for. Okay. For the Mm 6.0, do we do what we do over on the fast break where, okay, we haven't done trades up to this point, but Mark, if you want to do a trade for your 6.0, go ahead. I, as every year this question comes up, I personally am against trades in a mock draft Mm -hmm. when you have multiple people doing it because it just throws things off. Yeah. But also the other reason I'm against trades is they never, when you don't have to have, deal with any repercussions, people just go, yeah, sure. sure. 32 up to number one. That makes sense. Like the one I saw, this was before Nick Foles signed, obviously, Mm -hmm. Um, when the Jets were just like, hey, we might trade our pick. Um, I saw on NFL.com, it was... 
swap first this year. Yeah. Give me next year's first, this year's second, and Leonard Fournette. I'm like, eh, it's kind of a lot to give up just to move up from seven to three. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it with, like, uh, Antonio Brown going for, what, a third and a fifth, I think, mm-hmm. was his asking price. Yeah. And then someone's like, we're going to give out three first-round picks to move up two spots. You know, it's just, it doesn't, mm-hmm. we don't get it. It doesn't make sense. So that's why, personally, I'm not into it. I love it for the live mock mm-hmm. draft because then you're actually dealing with other people. So what you're saying is our 6.0 will be chalk, no trades. I, I, that's my personal Cause, preference. Because I'm not going to be that guy that goes, hey, I'm going to do trades if you do trades. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be that. Plus, for the website, we'll have my seven, my yearly, um, or can I say Annual. annually? I mean, um, yeah. Seven round mock, which now's the time of the year where I start to dive into that and I slowly go crazy um, picking seven rounds for every team. But before we get into our first half of uh, the first third of the mock, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most podcast. That's where you can help support us. $10, you can join a podcast each and every month to talk about what you would like to talk about. And we got some cool new rewards coming in April. So be on the lookout for that. But, Mark, how we do this is we split it up into three segments. The first one, we go one through ten. So before we talk about what we're going to talk about, I will kick it over to you to give us your top ten for your mock draft 5.0. All right. Uh, I'm excited about this first pick because this is the first time this entire time I've done this. All the way from our way too early uh, mock draft. Did you have him there? I've, I've had Nick Bosa number one overall every single time. I like how the way too mm-hmm. early you have Nick Bosa down. Me, just to be an asshole, Joey Bosa. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals. They're going to go with Quentin Williams. Defensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, big surprise pick, and I would love it. Hmm. 49ers, Nick Bosa. Duh, because he's there at this point. Uh, defensive end out you of... Sh- you're sure mm-hmm. not Joey. They're I'm gonna go gonna with take Nick. Joe. Okay. I don't think they can get him. Joe. I'm pretty Joe sure. Bosa. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> Joey would be like, uh, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> Actually, he might be like, eh, "San Francisco sounds kind of nice." Anyways, um, with the Jets going with Josh Allen, outside linebacker out of Kentucky, Raiders going with Montez Sweat, defensive end, Mississippi State, Bucks, Devin White, the linebacker out of LSU. Then, number six, the boring pick, as we've, it's another one where it's just this every single time. Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback out of the Ohio State University. Then we got the Jaguars going with Jonah Williams, offensive tackle, Alabama. This one is a, just a blessing for uh, the Lions. Greedy Williams, cornerback out of LSU. We got Bills going with DK Metcalf, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. And then finally, the Broncos at number 10 overall, going with A.J. Brown, wide receiver, out of Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm – the thing I'm looking at you right know what? now is I'm – Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got I to gotta make a switch, too. Okay. I am switching A.J. Brown to Paris Campbell. Okay, so you're going to swap those. We'll let you know where A.J. Brown goes to. Um, but I am also, while you were reading yours, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to make a – Ooh, they really don't need him. Um, I'm going to make a switch as well, so give me about two seconds. Also, this is, this mm-hmm. should have been done beforehand. I'll be honest. I thought about it earlier yeah. in the day, um, and I didn't know if I was going to push this button. And you know what? Screw it. I am going to push the button. Um, so I'm going to switch the two guys that I have for oh, it, and then we will get into my top ten, starting off at number one. 
Same thing as you, Mark. I have had Nick Bosa be number one to the well, Cardinals. Technically, Joey then, Bosa the first time. Because I had Joey Bosa. Then I had the Raiders take Nick Bosa. Then I had the 49ers take Nick Bosa. Then I had the Cardinals take Nick Bosa. Then I had the Cardinals take Nick Bosa. Yeah. For the first time ever, and I have bought in. I, I haven't bought in. I've bit the bullet. That's what I'm going to say. Um, Kyler Murray, number one to the Arizona Cardinals. Then at number two, the 49ers can't get the ticket up to the podium quick enough to say, oh, my God, they passed on Nick Bosa. Here, we'll take him. And mm-hmm. they take him at number two. Then at number three, the change that I made. Originally had Quinn and Williams here, decided last second, nope, Jets are going to say, we want Josh Allen. We need, we just got C.J. Mosley from Baltimore. We need someone else on that linebacking crew that can give us a pass rush on the outside. So they're going to go with Josh Allen, the outside linebacker from Kentucky. Then the Raiders, who I had going with Josh Allen, because they needed a pass rush, they could go Montez Sweat here, but I'm going to have them go Quinn and Williams. It's just too easy of a pick right here for the Raiders. Then the Bucks, they're going to go Montez Sweat, the defensive end out of Mississippi State. Then number six, the New York Giants. They're going to stay chalk, what I think I've had them the entire time taking. Dwayne Haskins, quarterback from the Ohio State University. Then number seven, the Jags got Nick Foles. They need somebody to have him get the ball too. Let's go ahead and get DK Metcalf, um, the star wide receiver from the Underwear Olympics, uh, known as the NFL Combine. Then at number eight, the Detroit Lions taking Rashawn Gary, the defensive end out of Michigan. Then the Bills will go Greedy Williams, cornerback out of LSU. And then rounding everything out, the Broncos will take someone to help protect Joe Flacco. Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle, out of Alabama. And the first thing I want to throw in there is I just want to mention my switch. Was that a smart switch for me to make, or should I I have kept Quinn and Williams to the Jets and Josh Allen to the Raiders? I mean, it's a little unfair because I have Josh Allen to the Jets, so I obviously think that's a good pick. But uh, but 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 Quinn and Williams Williams gone. gone. And the thing thing that people find funny Mm -hmm. is... It wasn't last. It wasn't last draft. I think it was the draft before. Yeah, you had Quinn and Williams in the three at fourteen, and I remember that one because people were like, "That is criminal, cri- criminally low for Quinn and Williams." Yeah, stuff but, happens. But he wasn't even on the board for you. So, like for me, that's where I was like originally, "Oh, Quinn and Williams." But yeah. now I'm thinking about if it. If you're gonna pick one of these two guys, I would take Quinn and Williams mm-hmm. over Josh Allen. So I should have kept. I should probably what you were saying. Probably. Uh, but you know it's too late now. It's already yeah, happened. It's already it's, it's already out, out of the mouth, and yep. that's why I'll need to change some things for the Raiders moving on. But the first team I want to look at is the New York Jets, and this is something mm-hmm. that I've let's be honest. The last few weeks coming into this, I'm like, oh, we should talk about this for a topic. But then I'm like, no, no, we need things to talk about on the mock draft. So let's save it. The Jets have said ever since the end of February, hey, we are open to trading the number three pick. Before we talk about who could move up, should that be the ML for the Jets is to trade and move back, or should they sit there and go, hey, we're expecting Josh Allen to probably Mm. be there. Let's go ahead and just stay chalk and make our pick at number three. Man, you know how confusing it'll be for the Jets to have a a Sam Darnold and a Josh Allen on that roster? Well, apparently the Bills, I found this out today Mm because it came out, the Bills were furious last year when the Jets moved up to three because the mm. Bills originally wanted Sam Darnold. Interesting. It's a wonderful thing to find out. 
uh, especially mm-hmm. when you're a year going, later. Wait a minute, you guys got me. <laughs> uh, but for this one, you know, obviously. If you can trade back for the Jets, you probably should in this mm-hmm. case. Uh, they're in a weird spot because they're in that, hey, we've made a lot of moves. We spent a lot of money. We're trying to get to that place. I mean, they got Le'Veon Bell. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to get to that place where we can make the run at it. But I, as much as I want to say they're trying to be win now, I still think that the Jets are going to be one year off from it and i think they can kind of embrace that instead of just going with the best player available get more draft capital Mm -hmm. now you got to me you got to do it if you get first multiple first rounder pick uh first round picks if you're not getting multiple first round picks screw it just take them you know take josh allen even if it's quinn and williams even montez sweat you know it doesn't matter who it is you've got some valuable pieces you can take at number three overall it's a big Mm -hmm. deal um, but well, if you can make a trade back, then yeah, sure, make it happen. Well, and just to throw out there, last year when the Jets did the same thing, they moved up to number three. They moved up from number six. They gave up their first rounder, so they basically swapped um, first rounders and then gave up two second rounders for this year, and or two second rounders for last year, second rounder for this year. And for me, I kind of sit there and I go – Looking at the Jets and their picks, right now they have a first-rounder, two-thirds, a fourth, a sixth, and a seventh. To me, not good enough. You don't have a lot of draft picks, and you got a lot of needs. you got six picks total. If you can go ahead and get, even if it's like not even the same number picks, even if you get two picks for this year and a pick for next year, that might help you because then that'll push you. You'll basically swap first. That'll probably be understood. But then you'll get two additional picks. If one of those is a second, now you'll have a first, second, third, and fourth. But I still want if, – if I, the only way I'm doing this on the Jets is if I get multiple first-rounders. So you wouldn't do what the Colts did last year and say, no. you know what, we're good with second-round picks. No, I, I wouldn't because right now you're number three overall. You're going to get a game-changer mm-hmm. at this spot. Second round – Quite a few of those game changers are gone. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just gonna re, if you're just gonna try and get back what you got, what you lost last year, mm-hmm. that's an issue. Uh, and the Jets have not been that great in the draft recently, so they really need to hit hard on this one and just do the sure thing. You're kind of getting a sure thing when you're number three overall. Let me ask you this then: Who trades up? Who? Yeah. Who is even interested in trading up to number three? And if Kyler Murray goes number one, mm-hmm. can you just kiss the opportunity of trading that pick away? I feel like if he goes number one overall, there very well might be pressure on the Giants to say we got to get Dwayne. Haskins. We got to do it because if we don't, Dolphins could jump us. Redskins mm-hmm. could jump us. One of these other two teams can can do it. Yeah. Uh, so there might be some pressure for them to say, oh, fine. We'll do it because mm-hmm. if you've got your guy, you got to go get him. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much that simple. Um, that's really one of the few spots. I mean, it's got to be one of those teams trading up for a quarterback. I can't see somebody else unless there's a team that's just sitting there. You know, it could be a Lions saying, "No, we really need Greedy Williams, mm-hmm. and he's available, and he might fall to us. He might not. The odds are that he probably won't. Mm-hmm. So let's just go and grab him." Yeah, I mean, for me. Of course, I had them, hey, Greedy Williams is there. We're going to not take Greedy Williams because I like the pass rush for them. But the thing that I even think about and I'm kind of tossing in my head is let's say you're the Jets 
and you're like, hey, we could we could take either Williams or Allen here. We're yeah. kind of not like we're not winning on either one. And when I say that, it's like we'll be happy with Allen. We'll be happy with Quinn and Williams, and one of those two will be available if we were at five. Could it be a situation kind of like we what we saw 49ers and Bears where maybe it's not necessarily for a Kyler Murray for a quarterback, but let's say how our draft, well, my draft pans out because yours has Quinn and Williams off the board. Well, you know what? Screw it because you got Kyler Murray. In either situation, it works because Kyler Murray has been one that people have kind of linked to the Raiders because of John Gruden talking about it, but also mm-hmm. – Josh Allen is there for both of us at three. And the Redskins have said, or not the Redskins, the Raiders have said, we need a pass rush. Could this be something where the Jets pick up the phone, ring, ring, hey, Mike Mayock, we got a nice pass rusher here. Mm -hmm. We got the number three pick. What you offering? Could that be an enticing move for the Raiders? Well, could that be an enticing move for the Jets to try to do? to trade the pick because let's say the Raiders then go with the other option away from Josh Allen. Cool. We get the pass rusher. If not, the Jets could, of course, in my situation, say, you know what? We'll just take Quinn and Williams. Or, you know what? We'll just take Montez Sweat. I can't imagine that the Raiders would pick pick swap with the Jets when it's not a quarterback. Mm -hmm. If Kyler Murray's there and they want Kyler Murray, then they they could. Would? No. There's, I still don't believe that they're going to move mm-hmm. away from Derek Carr right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they don't do it for next year, um, but it I don't think they do it. could be a Tyrod situation. Hey, Derek Carr's the starter. Kyler Murray's going to sit under him. But we know how that worked out with all the most of the mm-hmm. rookies this year. Yeah. I think Sam Darnold was the only one that started day one. Yeah. And to me, I can't imagine with John Gruden being there. Mm-hmm. John Gruden, to me, doesn't seem like the guy who's like, Yep, we're going to sit and wait and be patient. No, John Gruden's the, bam, we're doing it now. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, you're starting. You're my grinder. Yeah. Uh, that That's what I see happening. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't imagine that that switch for this one because, especially in my case, I mean, Josh Allen goes, fine, we'll take Montez Sweat. Mm-hmm. Perfect. See, I just, for me with the, like, if you would have asked me this question a week ago or before free agency, the answer would have been totally different. Like, hey, the Jets, the, the Jags could do it. The Dolphins could do it. The Redskins could do it. But most of those teams have kind of, I mean, the Redskins, Case Keenum, that's only a year. They could honestly be like, no, fuck it. We want Kyler Murray um, because Case mm-hmm. isn't the long-term answer. But at the same time, the Redskins could sit there and go, no, we're fine if like a Will Greer or a Drew Locke or a Daniel Jones is there and we'll go ahead and take them. Or they might be fine with saying, no, we'll take a quarterback in the later rounds. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins, who we're going to talk about later, they are a team that has made some quarterback moves. They are a team that we've talked about trading up. They are a team that also, do we look for one this year or next year? Mm-hmm. Right now, the only team, Jaguars 2 signing Nick Foles have changed. The only team quarterback-wise I see trading up is the one you said, the Giants. Because if they sit there and go, I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is going to fall to us, Plus, it's the whole season of, oh, what am I thinking of? Smokescreen season of yep. like, hey, we're really liking this guy. Hey, let's hope they really take him. Or, hey, let's hope yeah. they buy our bait kind of a thing. I just, the thing I have a hard problem wrapping my head around is someone trading up to the Jets. Like you just said, like with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. If it's not a quarterback, they don't do it. I have a hard time in my head seeing a team trading up 
for a defensive player. Yeah. But I don't think it's a lot of good question. ones. I mean, there's so many good mm-hmm. ones in this draft. So, yeah, I, I don't buy it right now. Like, there's part of me that wants to say, hey, does someone fall in love with Montez Sweat enough to say, you know what? We need, or falls in love mm-hmm. with Josh Allen enough to say, hey, we need a pass rusher like that. We need to move up and get him. I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of good defensive talent. Well, you mentioned his name. Let's talk about him. Mm-hmm. Everyone and their grandmother says we talk about him too much, um, but he is the biggest name in this draft. I'm sorry, people. Kyler Murray. Why did you have Kyler Murray out of your top 10? Don't tell people yep. where you have him because we'll get to that. But why did you have him outside Here's your the top thing, 10? And I've had him in the top 10 before, but when I look at my top 10, I don't believe that the Cardinals need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that the Raiders need a quarterback. So that leaves me. The Bucks. I actually think they do need a quarterback, but they themselves have said we don't. So unless they've been smoke screening since Ari- uh, Bruce Arians' job interview, mm-hmm. I'm not buying it, which is totally possible, but hey, still. I mean, So you got the Giants who do need a quarterback, although the Giants still might not even take one. Mm-hmm. They might still say, mm, we'll wait till next year. We're going to be probably bad this year anyways. Yeah. Uh, the Jaguars don't need it. The Bills don't need it. The Broncos just traded. They could still do it, mm-hmm. but they don't really need it. Broncos and Redskins could both do it. Redskins are not in the top ten. Yeah, true. So, to me, there's no room. Where mm-hmm. would he go? And I still say Dwayne Haskins is a safer option. He's not the sexy pick, but he is a safer option. You have an undersized in both Height, he is short, and weight, I do not buy that he's going to be above 200 pounds when he's actually playing in the NFL, and even if he is, that's still pretty small uh, for an NFL quarterback. And he had bad interviews. They said he was bad on the boards, mm-hmm. so he the football IQ might not quite be there. He's a guy who uh, has never really been pressured. Mm-hmm. And I still, and I know we've harped on it so much, but I still sit there and I see that Dan Patrick interview and say, wow, that was bad. Yeah. and The, I, the mental is what concerns me a in lot that of, case. A lot of, here's the thing, a lot of guys have come out, Bill Belichick being one of them, um, have in the NFL kind of industry, I'll say, have bashed Casserly's Kasser, comments. Mm-hmm. Of like, the Bill Belichick one was the one where I was like, ooh, Bill being savage as fuck, um, where he was basically like, yeah, well, you know, there's a reason why he's not the GM of the Redskins anymore, because he wasn't doing a good enough job. And, like, Bill sure. Belichick can say that, because yeah. he does the GM work yeah. for the Patriots. So, I mean, with those comments, like, I know we talked about them right after the combine, because that's when they happened. Mm-hmm. But the thing I look at is, like, with Kyler Murray, yes, we, like, we same thing, similar thing. I think you brought it up when we talked about him. We were bashing Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield has proved us wrong. So, like, I'm not saying that Kyler Murray in is... one year. I mean, yeah, I, I, I am a fan of Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. and what he did. But what's but see what we he have does to... year two? Yeah. You're you're basically the way you feel about Baker is how I felt about Dak Prescott. Where everyone mm-hmm. after Dak's first year was like, "Oh my God, the holy Dak!" And I was like, "No, eh, let's uh, not pump our let's, let's pump the brakes, people. Yeah. Let's see how exactly. he is year two. And uh, he kind of fell from grace a little bit. And no, still made the playoffs, but kind of. Fell some fell from grace, and there are people out there that think mm-hmm. that if he didn't have Ezekiel Elliott, he'd be a different kind of quarterback in the NFL. But yep. like for me, the thing, the reason why I put Kyler Murray at number one right now is because from what I've seen the Cardinals do in free agency, 
I was like, you know what? Screw it. They're going to take Kyler Murray because if the if the coach loves him and he's going to the coach feels like I can make this guy work. As soon as I saw that Terrell Suggs signed a 2-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals and right now the way that our lads has him on the depth chart is because of how they have things kind of spaced out like they have Hassan Riddick um, on the outside, they're going to put Terrell Suggs at the left defensive end to pair up with Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. That's why, for me, I was like, oh, maybe they don't have to take Nick Bosa here. They can go ahead and take well, they Kyler don't Murray. Take Nick Bosa, get Quinn and Williams right in the well, middle. Well, they've got Kim. Well, they've got Kim Dichie and also Corey Peters as well. Um, so it's not I'll like take, I'll take Quinn and Williams. It's not like a huge, and that's the thing, and that's the tough thing mm-hmm. about the Cardinals is. You have a tough decision here. Mm-hmm. We're like with the Browns last year, we were talking about which court. Like, I know we did a video of like what who the Browns could take, and we yeah. talked about non quarterbacks, but it was quarterback. We talked about you knew Saquon, it was be a quarterback. which quarterback are they going to take? And mm-hmm. number one was the true question. Whereas with the Cardinals, the first question they need to ask, ask themselves and answer, and this comes from Cliff Kingsbury because he's going to be the one coaching. Is Josh Rosen my guy? Can Josh Rosen be successful in my offense? It has nothing to do with, I know like Brandon Swanson on our big board was like the Cardinals should take Kyler Murray because Josh Rosen sucks. It has nothing to do with that. The only thing you have to answer is can he work in my system and can he be successful? If the answer is no, Mm -hmm. then the question becomes can Kyler Murray? If that answer is yes, you take him at one. If it's not, mm -hmm. then you look at the defense. Good coaches will always make it work. With the players they have mm-hmm. now, that doesn't mean they're going to a Super Bowl with the players they yeah. have, but they will get more out of them. But the, at the same time, mm-hmm. I mean, if you need a gimmicky player mm-hmm. like Kyler Murray to run your gimmicky offense, you're gonna have a bad time. It's really that simple. You, you just memed us. Mark yeah, memed us all. It's it's <laughs> that simple to me, and, and that's why it's like for for so many people, and there's so mm-hmm. many mock drafts right now. They're saying Kyler Murray. They're all just buying it. They're all biting mm-hmm. in, and it's totally possible. It totally can happen. If the Cardinals pick him, I will not be surprised. Yeah, will I laugh? Probably, but I will not be surprised. Now, if that happens, I just don't buy it. Like I said, he is small, even at 207 pounds. He is going to get crushed mm-hmm. by, you know, it, any just average well, defensive end or and, linebacker and that's will crush a, him. And that's the thing. I heard this said. And on, who's protecting him? I heard this said on NFLLive.com, and you hit the point exactly, where they mentioned, hey, he was behind one of the best. I've said this before on podcasts, yeah. too. He was behind one of the best offensive lines in college. And faced limited pressure. And mm-hmm. when he was facing pressure, he was able to escape and make runs. What's going to happen when he faces pressure at the next level yeah. when he's behind an offensive line like Arizona? Oh, wait, they don't have one. Exactly. And there's, there's been plenty of people that are saying that he is a guy who he doesn't get rattled. It's like, well, he hasn't had the opportunity to be rattled because he's he's not really. And the one time he had the opportunity uh, against Alabama. Yeah, he, he did get rattled. Just ask him. Football or baseball, he'll get rattled. Yeah, exactly. The one time he had he had to face, uh, oh, he faced Alabama what twice? Last year was just the one time, just once, just once. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, he he faces Alabama, and there were some rattled moments in that for sure. I mean, he still did well. He still made some really good passes in that game. But I just don't, 
I just don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Is he going to get drafted high? Probably, but I just don't see it working out. To me, he's going to be one of those guys who, and it's funny that he's like the most talked about player in this draft. Kind of reminds me a better football player. Let me put that out there, but it reminds me of Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow was the most talked about player in the draft. Gave it three, four years, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Because it just didn't work, and it's not that Kyler Murray can't yeah, play. Because Kyler Murray can play. But here's the Kyler thing. Murray's problem is just he's never Here, going to be healthy. Here's the thing I want to throw out, and this is the thing I hate about the Tim Tebow mm-hmm. comparisons. And this is where Kyler Murray doesn't have this problem. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow's biggest problem to me was his release. Because Tim Tebow, that's had not what that I'm talking circular... about. I said Kyler Murray is a good football player. He's a better okay. football player. Well, I'm just, it's I just, just want... that the best. And I, I already put want... it out there. I also want them <laughs> to realize that you're not saying that Kyler Murray is like Tim. Tebow. I already put it out there. Tim but Tebow to be was, fair. they had a lot to work on. Yeah, but the fact is just that they're good players. One kicked out because he wasn't a very good football player. Mm-hmm. Two, well, quarterback. Two was kicked out. Uh, for me, I think Kyler Murray is going to end up gone or just as a backup. He's going to end up like RG3. He's going to have a few good years. He's going to get hurt, and he's going to be gone. He's never going to be the same from it. I I just worry about that. I said it with Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel took too many shots or too many risks in college that when it's going to be NFL big boys hitting him, Mm -hmm. he wasn't going to survive. We never got to find out with Johnny because of other things. But Mm -hmm. Here's one game that I— I always bring up and I always like if I'm an NFL scout, mm-hmm. watch this game tape to tape from beginning to end, watch it. It's was way earlier in the year. The date of this game was September twenty second. And I know what you're saying. Ricky, that was beginning of the season. He had grown since then. This was a game where Oklahoma at home played the Army Black Knights. Who at the time were two and one. Mm-hmm. They ended up being two and two after this. This was a game where Kyler Murray and Oklahoma needed overtime to beat Army and probably would have lost that game if it wasn't for a big defensive turnover at the end of the fourth quarter where Army's quarterback went three of eight because they don't throw the ball much, especially in that one 40 yards, two interceptions. And this quarterback had 25 carries for 102 yards. Now, you could be mm-hmm. sitting there going, well, they played a gimmicky offense. Yeah. And they got close. But my big question is, yeah, Kyler Murray had three touchdowns. Why was it so close? If oh, it's Ky- a team game, like, though, if Kyler Murray, like, But I'm saying, if Kyler mm-hmm. Murray was so good, which didn't have a terrible game, but I'm looking at it and going, if, like, if you're the number one guy— why did you almost lose to yeah. Army? And like you said, it is a team game. It's not like basketball where you can kind of lean on one guy. But with Kyler Murray, I just – do I know for sure if he's not going to pan out in the NFL? No, we're not psychic. But I'm just not in love with Kyler There's Murray. There's just too many red flags to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know we've had a, a, quite a few guys who have only started one year in – in college, then go out. But well, and he's a guy that mm-hmm. started one year, has been in college for three years. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of makes a well, difference, yeah, but still you only have to. Duh, yeah, Ricky. still only one year uh, of playing time. But True. you know, I, I think of a guy like Mitch Trubisky in this case, which has some similarities to to Kyler Murray mm-hmm. and athleticism and all that. But and Mitch only is, started one year yeah, and had a good exa- year. Well, exactly. And, and Mitch is still learning. He still has. 
progress to mm-hmm. make. He's not a perfect quarterback and yet. And didn't make most of his strides until he got Matt Nagy. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that Cliff uh, Kingsbury can't bring out Kyler Murray like that. But mm-hmm. if you draft a quarterback in the first round, cast him aside immediately for another guy who doesn't really pan out right away, mm-hmm. takes a few years for him to get there. Like I said before, that's the thing that gets a GM fired. Fired. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's when you go, mm, we're making too many bad decisions. We need a clear direction. We need to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So Kyler Murray instantly gets a ton of pressure put on him by going to by getting drafted by Arizona in that case. Um, but yeah, I just, to me, there's too many red flags. I'm not willing to take him. And even though he says he's all in on football, I don't buy it. Yeah, with me, it's just, I look at, and here's the thing I think about. With the offensive line, with the wide receivers you have, how successful will Kyler Murray be compared to Josh Rosen? Mm -hmm. And I have been one to where I am not. I've been on the keep Josh Rosen train um, because I don't believe Josh Rosen is a bad quarterback. I thought that he was had a bad rap because his coach shouldn't have been a head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I was never a fan of Steve Steve Wilkes from the beginning, especially – after I saw them play football, it was clear that he yep. should not be the head coach of the Cardinals. Um, but also, it's like, what if Josh Rosen is this year's Trubisky? And I'm not saying Cardinals in the playoffs, off. but I'm saying like even Jared Goff, where it's like, mm-hmm. you had a bad coach. Goff had Jeff Fisher. Trubisky had John Fox, where these coaches didn't understand how to use them. They get guys that understand how to use them, and Kingsbury could be looking at and going, no, I know how to get the most out of Josh Rosen. We have our quarterback. Um, Of course, they're not going to say anything. I think that this is a big smokescreen. The whole reason why they haven't declared, like, no, Mm -hmm. we're not taking Kyler Murray is because I feel like if the price is right, this pick could be moved. I'm not saying they should, but for the right price, I think they will move the pick to try to get more draft picks. And that's the reason why they haven't said definitively, definitively or not where they sit with Kyler Murray to try to throw some smoke at it. But the last guy in this segment I want to bring up is Montez Sweat. Um, huge combine. We talked about him after the combine. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you this. We both have him in our top five. If you had to put a prediction on it by the end of this draft cycle, so we get to the first round of the draft, how high is he going to get? By April 26th. Because right now you mm-hmm. have him at four, I have him yeah. at five. Is he going to rise more than I, that? I don't think he possibly could mm-hmm. is the big thing, especially with the heart condition now. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think the heart condition hurts him because we get one every year. Yeah. Well, we uh, had, what, uh friend of the show, Mo Hurst, had it last yep. year or two years ago. Um, Star Latouille mm-hmm. was another one. We, we get them all the time, and it really isn't that big of a deal for, for their draft stock. Um so, but to me, still, it's Nick Bosa, Quentin Williams. You got Kyler Murray in there. You got Josh Allen in there. Even Devin White, who's just off a little bit. Dwayne Haskins, maybe if someone trades up. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I have him at four overall. He can't possibly go higher to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I pro day aside, you have too many sure things. I don't think that he climbs up any higher. The only way I see him going higher mm-hmm. than where I have him is. There's only one situation I see him going higher, and that's if the Cardinals take Nick Bosa and the 49ers decide we want a defensive end more so than a defensive tackle. 
and if the 49ers at two with Bosa off the board want a pass rusher on the outside. That's the only way I see him going above five because I sat here and looked at this top five. I think that Josh Allen, to me, is the clear number two pass rusher sure. in this draft right now. Quinn and Williams makes things so interesting because he's one where it's like, yeah, he's not on the outside and he's a, not a pass rusher, but he's so dominant inside and he's so athletic to where you sit there and you go, can we pass on him? Mm-hmm. Can we physically pass on him and not kick ourselves in the butt if we do to where I just I feel like this might in five might be where the cap hits for him. Um, obviously, another thing for mine that wasn't in yours is Kyler Murray. If yep. Kyler Murray goes above, of course, he gets pushed down from four to five, four mm-hmm. to five. But if Kyler Murray wasn't there in mind, he probably would have been then the fourth best, fifth best. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, the Raiders would have taken him. Yeah, screw that. The Raiders would have taken him at four if he was even there. Um, but he's a guy where I don't think, and I'm looking right now, Yahoo Sports has said that he's not going to get a um, medical recheck. Um, Gil Brandt tweeted on Tuesday that Sweat won't be called back to Indianapolis for a medical retru- uh, recheck. Brandt also wrote that decision makers um, from several teams that he'd spoken with all said they would um, pass Sweat on a physical. So that, to me, tells me right away that no, nobody right now is ha- is scared. Yeah, he's fine of the heart condition, um, and I think that he's solidifying himself as a top five prospect in this draft. Any team, any person in this top ten, you're like, you know what, we didn't talk about, but I want to say a little something I, about. Not necessarily, but I do want to put uh, just a couple promises kept here. Mm-hmm. Uh, said DK Metcalf was going to go to the Bills, and he did. Said that in our uh, thing about how he's a great fit for what they've got quarterback-wise. Yeah. yeah, I said that, and then I was like, ooh, the Jags nope. are going to get him Made before. it happen. Uh, but then for the Broncos, uh, it's not really that the Broncos uh, have It's more of just that Paris Campbell. I said he was a guy, too, where I said I loved what he did in the Combine. Mm-hmm. He was a climber. I made him climb. Yeah, Broncos will be interesting. They need somebody to protect. Um, Wide receiver's not a super high Joe need Fly- for them. Yeah, but, but giving Joe Flacco like pieces it. of throw to yeah. um, never really hurts. But tell us what you guys think, both of our mock draft and also the things we talked about in this first segment. But, Mark, let's move on into 11 through 21, the next segment of our mock draft. If you have not checked it out already, make sure to check out our one through ten had a nice discussion about the Jets, Kyler Murray, and Montez Sweat. But if you're on podcast services around the world, you're like, Ricky, I'm already rolling right through. It's only the YouTube people that I'm like, hey, if you haven't checked out one through ten, go ahead and check it out. Also, if you are on Apple Podcasts, if you have a Apple account on YouTube, YouTube watchers, I know you guys have Apple accounts. Make sure to go over and rate and review the onside kick. That five-star rating really helps us out and make sure we get into more ear holes for people around the world and make sure that we get into the heads and minds of them as well. But, Mark, before we talk about what we're going to talk about, take us through your mock draft 11 through 21. Uh, So this one's going to come as a surprise for some people, but uh, I think it's a good pick because I think the guy needs – some time. Interesting. That would be Bengals at 11 going with Kyler Murray, the quarterback out of Oklahoma. Let him sit behind Andy Dalton for uh, giving them a Holmes treatment. Now, for the Packers Until at 12. Until they trade Andy Dalton. 
Well, yeah, the, yeah. the Mahomes treatment. Uh, Rashawn Gary, defensive end out of Michigan. Dolphins going with A.J. Brown, a wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Uh, then we got Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle out of Clemson, going to the Falcons. The Washington uh, Redskins going with Drew Locke, the quarterback out of Mizzou. He's back. Had him fall out of my first round for a long time, and now he's back. Panthers going to Colin Farrell, defensive end out of Clemson. Giants via the Browns, because this happened now. Mm-hmm. Nikhil Harry, the wide receiver out of Arizona State University. Then we got Vikings at 18, Juwan Taylor, uh, tackle out of Florida. Noah Fant, the tight end out of Iowa, going to the Titans. Marquise Brown, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. You're going to go to the Steelers. Welcome. And now the Seahawks, Deontay Thompson, safety, Alabama. Yeah, and the one I had to kind of look at to see if you had even in your first round is someone Mm -hmm. I have in mind that we'll get to with the Falcons pick. You do have him just a lot later in the draft and I was like Ooh, where he belongs um, for Mark but mine is at number 11 the Bengals are going to go with Devin White the linebacker from LSU he's one that's interesting to me um, I'm going to say this now because he's not one of the people we're going to talk about in this segment but he is one that I could see top 10 top 5 pick but how things kind of played out he was kind of my faller people might ask because they're like Ricky you had him in the top 5 on your big board he fell, went 11 to the Bengals. Then at number 12, the Packers going to go with Cullen Farrell, defensive end out of Clemson. Then the Dolphins will go Jawan Taylor, the offensive tackle out of Florida. Then at 14 to the Falcons, the guy that I thought Mark left out of his first round, he did not. He'll have him later. Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Then at 15, the Redskins go Drew Locke, quarterback out of Mizzou. At 16, the Panthers go Brian Burns, or as I like to call him, Bernie Burns, not of Rooster Teeth, um, the edge rusher from the Florida State Seminoles. Then at 17, Giants via the Browns go a Marquise Hollywood Brown, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. My Minnesota Vikings then at 18 going Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston. The Titans at 19 go Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle out of Clemson. At 20, the Steelers go Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan who was doing some cornerback drills better than cornerbacks at the Michigan Pro Day. And then the Seattle Seahawks will go with Byron Murphy, the cornerback from the Washington Huskies. And the first team we got to get to in this segment, Brown, or in the segment, Mark, is the team that got the pick from the Browns at 17. And this was a team where I wanted to talk about them at, in the top 10. Their name came up. But now we can look at both of their picks. The Giants have picks at 6 and 17. What went through your mind? Because we both had them go with the same thing. Quarterback at 6, wide receiver at 17. Is this the definitive draft plan in your mind for the Giants now that they have two picks in the first round? Um, Definitive? I mean, no, we still got one uh, one more of these mock drafts to go. Uh, I mean, for right now. But for right now, yeah, because I had him go there. Uh, <laughs> Nikhil here, to me, it's it's a wide receiver. I, mm-hmm. I know that they kind of, sort of, maybe got a replacement for Odell Beckham Jr., but it's just a big hole. You, mm-hmm. you got to draft one of them. Uh, you drafted a quarterback because that's something that you need to have happen for the future. Um, Eli Manning, I don't think is going to get you to lose that, like, enough games, especially with the second year uh, under Pat Shermer. So... 
I, I think you got to go ahead and get something here. Start building the pieces for Tua or whoever the quarterback's going to be next year, mm-hmm. um, and just just grab them, grab them now. And I know that did this you just would... say Tua when we're going to have him take Dwayne Haskins in the top? Oh, no, they did go for okay. their quarterback. I, <laughs> that would have been bad for Dwayne Haskins. That would have been great. I would have loved it. That yeah, we're going to take Tua. Just screw Dwayne Haskins. That would have almost been a, a very Browns thing to do, yeah. uh, which is where this pick comes from. But uh-huh. anyways, to I wasn't thinking about that. But anyways, to say for next year when mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins is ready, give him the pieces that he's going to need. You know, give him the uh, the wide receivers. Give him the weapons. Even though you traded Odell, people are going to look at that and say, well, that's weird. You just got a lesser wide receiver than Odell. Mm-hmm. But it's also part of the money, even though they're still going to pay for some dead cap. It's also part of just the locker room got sick of him. The mm-hmm. GMs got sick of him. It's kind of a restart. This yeah. team is rebuilding. They need more wide receivers. They need a new wide receiver. They're going to hope Nikhil Harry can be that. See, well, and here's the thing that I kind of think of as well is so – the way that it plays out for the Giants is now they have the sixth overall pick, the seventeenth overall pick, and then their next pick after that is thirty-seven. And the thing I look at is the wide because re- I agree with you, wide receiver is a huge one for them. Depending on what happens above them, and I know for you it was a little different than I, where for you. They've already seen DK Metcalf go off the board. They've already seen AJ Brown go off the board. Mm-hmm. They've already seen Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell go off the board. So they've seen three wide receivers go. Hey, we got to take a wide receiver. And if that yeah. happens, then yes, wide receiver should be it. But like on mine, I had a little bit of a debate here because now I had them go at Marquise Hollywood Brown because. Ever since the beginning of this draft process, and by beginning of this draft process, I mean by, like, the 1.0, Yeah, the 1.0, because the way too early, I didn't even have him in here. I had Debo Samuel, where he probably should have been. Um, but I've loved Marquise Hollywood Brown, um, the cousin of Antonio Brown, who is now in the Oakland Raiders. But I just I look at it and I go... If wide receivers are going like hotcakes, take a wide receiver because there might not be any in the later rounds. But in my mock draft, I look at it and I go, you know what? They could have passed on wide receiver. They could have went with an Ed Oliver. They could have went with a Dexter Lawrence, who I had right after them, because that's going to be, to me, the biggest answer for the Giants. Quarterback with the first pick, hopefully they get, like, in their minds— Get their quarterback, Dwayne Haskin, Kyler Murray, probably Dwayne Haskin is who most people are putting there. Get him with the first pick. And now this second pick becomes, all right, how do we play it? If wide receivers go like hotcakes, all right, let's take one. Otherwise, let's go to defensive player and get one of these wide receivers with our first pick in the second round. Yeah, it's totally... An option for them. Uh, they need to make some replacements. Their team has got a lot of mm-hmm. things that they need to fix, though. So because right now they can't really go wrong. Because right now their wide receiver core um, is their top two are Golden Tate, who they just signed. Yep, Sterling Shepard, um, and then right behind him, and I'm going off of the Arlad's depth chart. Corey Coleman, former 
um, Cleveland Brown, and then Benny Fowler as well. And yeah. also Corey Coleman was from the San Francisco 49ers, I believe, also, um, before he was a so you No, do pardon have... me. He was mm-hmm. a Bill and then a Patriot so before he was So you do waived. have two good wide receivers there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the thing with Shepard, even though I like him quite a bit, He's he had a number quite, two. He had a quite a big benefit from Odell. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get that same benefit with Golden Tate. Yeah, so you got to get something else. Golden Tate is good, but Golden Tate's not like he's not Odell. OBJ, hey, we got to double him up every time. I mean, yeah. teams might do it because what else do you got? Um, but that's why, to me, like for the Giants, it's going to be interesting. How do you play it from here? Yeah, do we go defense with this? Do we go offense? Um, I like Marquise Hollywood Brown. That's why I went. Ahead and had them go with him with this pick. I want to ask you though. I'm not saying that this does happen, but I want to throw it out anyways. Mm-hmm. Any chance they use this pick to trade up? Maybe there's Giants. a guy that they like, and they go, "Hey, you know what? There's a defensive guy here. If they see some wide receivers go, if there's just yeah. something to where they go, hey, if there's someone they want, trade up. I don't think they do it because to me, it's just that would be a win now move because they got 12 picks, and and to me, they're not overall. a win now team. Mm-hmm. It's Use your picks. Mm-hmm. Use them all because you need players. Mm-hmm. It's that simple to me. Eli, at the end of his career, he's probably not going to make a Super Bowl run. So just get everything that you can, everything mm-hmm. that you think your young quarterback's going to need. No, and like I said, when the trade happened, the thing that I like also about it now is they didn't mm-hmm. have a third round pick before. Now they do. They have the Browns pick from the Patriots at 95, and now they'll have. Two picks in all of the first round. They have three picks in the fifth round, two in the fourth, two in the seventh. So they have yeah. some rounds with multiple picks to they where honestly they honestly are going to probably trade up. Like they could move up with those, though. They don't yeah. have to move up with the 17th. They could move up like, oh, we want to move up from the fourth to the third. It's or good ammo to trade like up that. if you really want that quarterback. Mm-hmm. How about the next team I want to talk about? They made a trade. Recently, um, as recent as what was it Friday? Did they make the move um, to send Ryan Tannehill mm. from yeah, the Dolphins Tannehill. to the Tennessee Titans? Before I ask you about the Dolphins and their draft plan, just really quickly, what were your thoughts when you saw Tannehill going from Miami to Tennessee? I mean, it's not surprising. Uh, I think we all kind of accepted that. I'm he was surprised be they done. pulled the trigger. I'm more surprised that the Titans were saying. Okay, yeah, we'll trade for him instead of mm-hmm. just, yeah, we'll test. Let's see where he goes in the market. Yeah. But they wanted their sure thing backup quarterback, and they got him. And it's exactly like I know that uh, Shane O'Mac mm-hmm. um, asked me Should about him. more his... called a reserve quarterback, I think, because well, he's going to play. Yeah, and he, he asked me on Twitter, like, well, what are they thinking? And my first thought was either, either they've bought into the Mark Weber mindset and have basically said Mar- Mariota's not the guy, um, or they're – Kind of thinking, Mariota's going to get hurt. We need a better backup. Yeah, Mariota, one hundred percent, is going to get hurt because he gets hurt every year. And and I I don't think he's their guy of the future, mm-hmm. but he's their guy for right now. No yeah. one should feel that Tannehill is replacing mm-hmm. uh, Mariota unless he gets hurt in like week six. And he's just a better backup than like a Zach Metcalf. Yeah, and, and Tannehill just does an awesome job. Mm-hmm. He he has done the same thing Blake Bortles has done. He's entered the journeyman slash backup quarterback mm-hmm. career, and they're just going to enjoy life now. It's a nice and easy life. 
I was gonna say, has Blake Bortles? Because Blake Bortles got Jared Goff's back, but back up. Oh, he he's with the ring. I didn't even see he's that. Gonna go get himself a ring. Wow. Well, is he? Probably not. Because he's gonna those, go get himself a ring. Those Rams play the Patriots again. I, don't I mean, know this is this it. is the chance that he's got. And, to, New, to and get New Orleans it. is gonna be out for blood now because not only did they lose to Minnesota shockingly, yeah. they lost to L.A. shockingly. Now they gotta lose the Super Bowl. I don't know how much heartbreak that city can go through. A Super Bowl loss. This, That's how much. <laughs> could you imagine a one Super, more Super Bowl loss? Last play of the game to right. Oh, uh, who would be the worst team for them to lose to? Not the Patriots, would it? Is every team the Patriots? It's always bad to lose to the Patriots. I'm trying to think of what would be an AFC team. Oh, I got it. The Chiefs. You want to know why? Because they wanted Patrick Mahomes. So they lose to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. That would be it. Um, But what do you think now the Dolphins' draft strategy should be? Because they're a team that has traded Tannehill. They sign Ryan Fitzpatrick or Conor McGregor lookalike to a two-year deal and have even said, said, I'm using air quotes because we're in smokescreen season, mm-hmm. that Tua is probably the target for them. Should they say, hey, we're going to look at Tua next year and we're not going to take a quarterback in the first round? Or should that be a smokescreen? And at 13, should they seriously think about taking Drew Locke if he's there? I don't think they should seriously think, because even though I have him going to the Washington Redskins, I don't think Drew Locke is really an answer for mm. anybody. Um, and, and the Dolphins, to me, they are in a similar situation um, to kind of what I said the Giants need to do. Just get the pieces for your quarterback later. The only mm-hmm. difference is the Dolphins don't have that quarterback where the Giants are drafting that quarterback this year. Yeah. And that's okay. Dolphins, it's okay to go out there of a guy who's not amazing. Just do what you can because you're building the team. Mm-hmm. Too many NFL fans say, no, get your quarterback right now. We need somebody here right now that we can try and win with immediately. But you know what? He's not there. You know, Dwayne Haskins win already. In this case, Kyler Murray's already gone if you liked him. Drew Locke's the only other option. And I don't personally believe in Drew Locke. So what are you going to mm-hmm. do? Get Daniel Jones? I mean, That's not a good option. Uh, even though Drew Locke would have been available, I'm just saying I don't mm-hmm. I don't like him as an option. Drew uh, Daniel Jones isn't a good option, so just get a wide receiver. Get yeah. somebody that your quarterback next year can throw the ball to. Yeah, you know, see, I went with offensive tackle mainly for one reason with the Dolphins. Is number one, I looked at it and I said, okay, Drew Locke, if you draft him this year, will probably start the season behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick might then, not ever get a chance. Well, no, to take I'm going to say Ryan Fitzpatrick would then lose the job this year to Drew Locke, and then he's forced in as a first year starter. Um, or you can just let Ryan fit like. And to me, I feel like there's a reason why the Dolphins mm-hmm. signed Ryan Fitzpatrick because they're sitting here thinking two different ways: either Ryan. Either it's Ryan Fitzpatrick does good and we win games, or they're thinking, hey, we want obviously we want to lose games because the only way we get Tua is if we're number one. And if you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick last year in Tampa, was winning games early. Then when Jameis came back, it was kind of a flip-flop between either or. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't believe they were going to win with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Went back to Jameis. Oh, we're not going to win with him. Go back to Fitzpatrick and then not know who to start. 
Whereas I feel like the Dolphins signing Ryan Fitzpatrick is them basically taking a page out of an NBA book of like, we're going to tank, try to get Tua, but at least Ryan Fitzpatrick will mm-hmm. make our games entertaining while we're losing. And and I don't necessarily think that their hearts are set on Tua because mm-hmm. we all know what happened with, uh, you know, Sparkle Barkle out there with Barkley. Uh, guys who are the sure thing number one overall can have a terrible year and all of a sudden not get drafted in the first could, round. Could have an injury. Not saying that's happening to Tua. I'm just saying that for, for me, the Dolphins are saying we are out of the quarterback race for this year. We'll just see what happens next year. Mm-hmm. We can get our guy next year. And they might be projecting to say, looks like a lot of people have drafted their quarterbacks. Yeah. There's going to be less competition for these guys next year. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and do that. No, and the one thing that I'm looking at, and I get this from the Miami Herald, too, Mm -hmm. is that it looks like Miami is attempting to trade um, Robert Quinn. So to me, that Mm -hmm. even shows even more. If they trade Robert Quinn, there was your starting defensive end. Why not then draft a defensive end with that? 13th if overall one's pick. there, sure. See, a good that, one you like. And that's the thing. Like, with my mock draft, the way it played out was, I mean, of course, Bosa and Sweat, defensive ends have already gone. Gary wasn't there. Colin Farrell went literally the pick mm-hmm. right before them. The next one that they would have to take, in my mind, would be um, Brian Burns, would be the next one off my board. Either him or... Do I even have a pass now rusher? I, deep. Yeah, I didn't even have a pass rusher after. I had all them yeah. you know, early on. So, I mean, with the Dolphins, I think the answer is no, don't draft Drew Locke because I think he'll be forced into a situation that you won't want him in. Which will happen for Washington. And just with me, if a defensive end is there, take the defensive end. If it's not, go ahead and obviously do what I did and take someone to protect and kind of mold that first year because the thing that – they say with offensive linemen now is they need a little bit more time to kind of get used to things. But because of how the collective bargaining is, they don't get a ton of time in the offseason to work with the offensive line like they used to after everything was collectively bargained. But the last team I want to kind of throw out there is the Steelers. This is a team I know we talked about the A-B trade um, last week when Mm -hmm. it happened, but where do the Steelers go from here now that it's official AB is in Oakland yep. and Le'Veon Bell is with the New York Jets? So I part of me I have to admit is being kind of a dick having them go with Marquise Hollywood. Hey, Brown. I did it last I did it with the last yeah. draft before they even traded AB. Uh, you gotta kinda of just be like, oh we don't need uh we don't need A B. We've got we've got a Brown. And I'm fine. And on the podcast last last mock draft, mm-hmm. I literally said they're gonna get rid of one One Brown and draft his cousin. Exactly. It's beautiful. I still think they actually could draft a wide receiver Mm -hmm. uh, because they need him. And, you know, where is Big Ben saying, I don't understand how this helps us win now? Uh, Yeah, because you're on the way out, buddy. That's what I want him to to say. uh, I thought we're trying to win. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he just, you know, comes back breezing. You know what? I'm not feeling it. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, Rudolph. Hey, hey, hey Mason. Hey, Mason. You got this? Yeah, you got this, bro? You're fine. Have fun, bud. Because uh, there's no point <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for for him at this point. Yeah. He's basically at the end of his career, and it's kind of 
going downhill. Maybe he'll demand a trade, too. Um, hey, they're not even the team to beat anymore in the AFC North. They're not even the second team to beat in the <laughs> AFC North at this point. Uh, but really, they, they have quite a few things they can do. They can try and improve that defense as well. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just, and, and I hate to do that when you pull a get rid of the wide receiver, draft a wide receiver, uh, you know, just hoping that it kind of all evens out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it would in this case. Uh, but yeah, it's just... They had to get rid of Antonio Brown. They mm-hmm. they couldn't keep him on that team anymore. He was gone. Trade him for a third and a fifth, which is a joke. <laughs> uh, Steelers did not get any good value out of that because everybody knew he's not playing for you. Why are mm-hmm. we going to trade you anything useful? Um, so go get yourself something. Big Ben needs to throw the ball to somebody. Uh, Juju, fantastic, but he's going to need some help out there. Yeah, and I mean... The thing that I kind of looked at with them is, so wide receiver is one of their needs, but here's the question I kind of throw out there, and this is, of course, Hollywood Brown was gone on mine. Um, The question that I had was go with A.J. Brown or go with a different need, and I looked at the depth chart, and although I am not confident in all these guys, Juju's your number one. You still have Eli Rogers on this team. Um, they have Dante Moncrief, who, when he was with the Colts, was wasn't a terrible option yeah, not for a great them. One. Um, and then the guy that I'm interested to see what happens with him, because I liked what he did in college, didn't get to see a lot of him last year. James Washington, the guy that they drafted out of Oklahoma State. Now with AB being gone, does that give him in? opportunity to kind of step up into the limelight, maybe get some starts at the wide receiver position. And to me, I looked at it with mine. I was like, you know what? I can probably get a wide receiver later on in the draft because I don't need a first-round wide receiver. And Devin Bush was there. And the only thing that makes Devin Bush interesting is they just need a linebacker. I mean, they've got Bud Dupree, they've got TJ Watt kind of on the outside. Um and really that inside it's like find a place for Devin Push cuz I know he's a 5'11" linebacker, but he's a guy that's going to be a three-down linebacker. He's got the speed. The only question with him is his height. He's 5'11". That's a big question. He's 5'11", 339. Is he going to be a guy that is more of like that, I kind of want to say Jabril Peppers-ish type player, where it's like mm-hmm. even Jabril was like, yeah, he's a safety. Yeah, but he's kind of a big safety. He's a big safety. Oh, let's play him by the line. Um, and I wonder if that's going to be Devin Bush too, because as I mentioned earlier in the segment, at the pro day for Michigan, he was doing cornerback drills better than cornerbacks and he's yeah. a linebacker definitely could easily see Devin Bush getting drafted by a team and they go oh uh you want no 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 not number I don't know what he is in the 50s mm-hmm. you're gonna be number 34 yeah you know you're gonna be a cornerback now because he's actually shorter than Jabril yeah Jabril was the opposite where he was a safety but it was like you're six one we're gonna play you close to the line kind of like a linebacker yeah um, so Steelers will be an interesting one mm-hmm. for sure. They they got a few different ways they could go. They're not in a rebuild, but uh, they're in a – we're looking at the future. Well, they could be in a rebuild, especially let's say if they don't make the playoffs this year. Anybody that you think we should mention before we – here's – yeah, you know what? 
I forgot where I talked about them earlier. Anyone you think we need to mention in this grouping before we move on? Um, no, I'm I'm okay. Uh, Noah Fant, I think he's climbing his way up. I think mm-hmm. I had him lower before, so good well, for him. And the thing that I'll be interesting to see because I mm-hmm. still have I'll be I'll spoiler this. I have not done it. We'll wait and see if you have done it. I won't give the spoiler um, and won't even look to see if you have him. I haven't had his Iowa mate in the first round yet. His TJ buddy. Hawkinson. His corn um, buddy. It, just, it, it still baffles me how some people mm-hmm. have TJ Hawkinson as a top 10 pick yeah, in this draft. Where it's like, I, I get it. If you like him better than Noah, mm-hmm. I can understand that. But a top 10 For pick? For a tight end, that's a risk. I just, I just don't see it. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section about any of the picks that we have in our mock draft or any of the teams we talked about, the Giants, the Dolphins, or the Steelers. But, Mark, let's move on into our last segment. And if you're on YouTube, you got some catching up to do because we got a 1 through 10 for this mock draft. We got an 11 through 21 that you got to catch up on, of course, after you watch this one because this is why he came to MVP and he came to the onside kick. Before we get into our last part of the draft, make sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the, with two E's, Mark Weber. Um, and then also Most Valuable Pod at Most, or Most Valuable Podcast at Most Valuable Pod. I think because of the Twitter, I just, Most Valuable Podcast has just become Most Valuable Pod yeah. to me. Um, at Most Valuable Pod is our Twitter for MVP. But Mark, Let's start it off before we talk about what we're going to talk about in this segment. Give us your last part of the draft, 22 through 32. 22, Ravens going to Chris Lindstrom, the guard out of Boston College. Then we got the Texans going with Cody Ford, line uh, offensive lineman out of Oklahoma. Then we got 24, Raiders via the Bears, Brian Burns, uh, the the edge rusher out of Florida State. I think we both did that same thing. Just call him mm-hmm. an edge rusher. Bernie Burns, um, baby. Eagles, Byron Murphy, cornerback out of Washington. Then we got the Colts going to Greg Little, tackle out of Ole Miss. Uh, took a little bit of a tumble here. Ed Oliver, the defensive lineman out of Houston, going to the Raiders via the Cowboys. Chargers, Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Uh, realistically, those honest, I'm going to admit those two probably should be switched, but mm-hmm. whatever, it's too late. Uh, You're talking about Wilkins above Oliver? No, Wilkins and uh, and his buddy Dexter Lawrence. Oh, those okay. two probably should be switched. That's but why I was, it's too late. I was a little confused. When like, you brought huh? it up, I looked at it and I was like, oh yeah, Christian Wilkins is the better of the two. Whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, if there, you, we got it in our mock draft, if you want, if you want a three four type of defense, Dexter uh, Lawrence is your guy. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, Chiefs going to Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. Uh, Packers going to go with Ja'Kai Polite, defensive end, Florida. Then the Rams going to Jonathan Abrams, safety, Mississippi State. And finally, Patriots, they're going to go with TJ Hawkinson, the tight end out of Iowa. So, two tight ends, two Iowa tight ends. So you know what I just noticed? What's that? What did I say at the beginning of the podcast that I had to do before the third segment, Mark? Now you got to learn how to pronounce his yeah, name. Yeah, i got to learn how to pronounce it. too name. late. So I'm going to say it right now. There's going to be a name here that I butcher royally. It happens. So you're going to have to uh, help me out with that. I am calling... I'm the real MVPs to help me out. But at number 22, A.J. Brown, the wide receiver of Old Miss, going to the and Baltimore Ravens. And that was the one Ravens. you were going to butcher, too. Wow, no, you did a good job. Was, yeah, that was it. Then his uh, teammate, Greg mm-hmm. Little, offensive tackle from Old Miss, going to the Texans at 23. Then the Raiders at 24. Ooh, that was another thing. 
I was going to change potentially. Let me see. No, no, screw it. I'm, I'm not going to change it. Um, Raiders will take Josh Jacobs, the running back from Alabama. Then the Eagles at 25 go DeAndre Baker, cornerback from the Georgia Bulldogs. Then the Colts at 26 go Taylor Rapp, the safety from the Washington Huskies. Then the Raiders again, this time via the Cowboys, go Parrish Campbell, the wide receiver from the Ohio State University. Chargers at 28 go Andre Dillard, the offensive tackle from the Washington State Cougars. Then at 29, this is the name, Mark, so bear with me. Amani Uro Urowari? Urowari? Sure. I think that's right. Um, the cornerback from Penn State. Please help me if I'm wrong there. Then the Packers via the Saints at 30 go Noah Fant, or as Mark likes to call him, Noah Fart, out of... Uh, the Iowa podcast. tight end. Um, then the Rams at 31 go Cody Ford, offensive guard from the Oklahoma Sooners. And then the Patriots round up the first round, not going with Daniel Jones. They will go Jared Tillery, the defensive tackle from the Notre Dame fighting mm, Irish. Fun and, stuff. And the first thing I want to talk about, Mark, is the Green Bay Packers. And I waited to put them in this one because now we have both of their picks. It's kind of like a giant thing. Both of their picks are now made where at 12, you had them go with Rashawn Gary. I had them go at Clown Farrell, so we both had them go with a pass rusher. Down here, I had them go tight end. You had them go at double pass rusher. What are you thinking yep. for the Green Bay Packers? Did the Packers not make it obvious what they're trying to do Just via free agency? Defense? It's defense, right? So they are saying we got to go against Kirk Cousins, who's good, mm-hmm. uh, and they got a good running game. Maybe one day they'll have an offensive line. The Bears. We got to go against the Bears, uh, who have good running backs, good wide receivers, good quarterback, and Matthew Stafford is still there. Uh, so you know the Lions are there. The Packers are saying we desperately need defense. They saw the Vikings have a good defense and be successful. They saw the Bears have a great defense and be successful. They say, can we have some of that too? And what do both those teams have? Good pass rushes. Mm -hmm. That's why for me, and I know that the odds of them actually going double defensive end, it's a little not going to happen. But this is them saying, we need to get two quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. We need to do it desperately. We are going to do everything we can to go ahead and make sure our defense is solid and that quarterbacks feel the pressure of this Green Bay defense. Is it a risky thing for them to do? Yes. Are people going to laugh at them if they do it? Probably. But this is a surefire way to say we will pressure quarterbacks. Yeah, and I mean, the thing that I am kind of thinking about right now is the reason why I had them go with tight end is because, like you said, yes, they're going to go against great offenses, but they're going to go against some pretty good defenses as well. They sure will. The Bears' defense is for real. The Vikings' defense is for real. Um, thank mm. God mm. we kept Anthony Barr. Um, but the thing that I look at, too, and I'm not saying they should go here, but they need to take to me with one of these two picks a wide receiver or a tight end. The reason why I say that But is, they got Mercedes Lewis. Well, it, they have Mercedes Lewis. Jimmy Graham, let's be honest, they haven't even been mm-hmm. using him that much with the Packers. I think a guy like... Um, Noah Fant would be nice to have there, an athletic tight end for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. But, like, even if they went wide receiver, because the thing that I think about, and, like, 
Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a Packer fan can tell me I'm wrong because obviously this these are two guys that they want talking about their team, a Bears fan yeah. and a Viking fan. But I look at their wide receivers. I love Gmo. Got to throw it out to my fighting Illini, Gmo Allison. Um, Devonta Adams is still there. Then Equiminia St. Brown, who I was very high on last year. Um, but they lose also Alan Lazar, who I was high on in the draft last year. But they lose Randall Cobb. He is now a Dallas Cowboy. Is lo- like how big of a deal is losing Randall Cobb? And should they look to replace him in the first round of this draft if there's a wide receiver that's there? Because like for you, there's really nobody there that might be worth the first round grade. But like on my end, I could have had them at thirty go with Nikhil Harry. Like he was still there and available. Could they? Sure. They they could definitely go with a wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers has proven that he can make wide receivers better mm-hmm. than they are. Um, and, and I'm not super worried about that, although I'm sure they would love to have it. I still think the, the thing they've made obvious is they know they need a better defense. Mm-hmm. They have almost never given Aaron Rodgers a quality defense. Uh, and they're correcting that mistake. And frankly, as a Chicago Bears fan, it kind of scares me that they're going to try and correct that mistake mm-hmm. because that's the thing that, you know, opposing teams can take advantage of to say, yes, Aaron Rodgers is going to score points on you, but our offense is going to score points just fine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then if they take that away, then this Packers team becomes scary again, Yeah, uh, which they haven't been in the last few years. No, and I know that a lot of it, too, has come Aaron Rodgers' injury. Um, I just I just look at it and I'm like, I don't think I don't think with their twelfth overall pick they look for offense. There's a reason why you and I both had them go defensive end there. But like I look at this team and I go, Oh, I think they need to look at offense in this draft because I'll even look up how many draft picks do they have overall. They have ten draft picks this year. They're gonna have two in the they have one in every single round, and then two in the first, two in the fourth, two in the sixth. So, I mean, they could use some of those to move up, but realistically looking where they're at, I mean, I don't think it's – they are not. They might not make all ten picks, but I don't really see them being a team that's going to be like, hey, let's try to trade up to have less picks unless it's yeah. somebody that they're like, we have to have this one guy because I'd rather have him – than mm-hmm. two guys of different positions or different players. It's going to be very interesting to me to see what the Packers, like how their free agency class pans out. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when people pay big in free agency for a, a lot of players, it doesn't work out Because they well. even took a guy from your team in Adrian Amos. Yeah, and we, we did a safety swap. We got mm-hmm. Ha Ha Clinton Dix, so, which I'm actually thrilled about because I wanted Ha Ha Clinton Dix mm-hmm. in that draft. I was like, hey, we finally got the guy. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how, how that swap goes. That's gonna Those two are going to be talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that team, it's going to be very interesting to see how they do because of the fact that they did spend money, which is something the Packers never do. What about, ooh, ooh, this is interesting. Um, before we get into the next guy, this is, of course— we don't have to get into this. I just want a quick reaction for this. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear who the Raiders just signed sure. for a one-year deal? Vontez Perfect. I knew it was going to happen. Because <laughs> he he's a, a grinder? he's a grooting grinder. Uh, uh, he'll also you know, fucking injure the can other we, team. Can we get 
<laughs> bans in the NFL, just like permanent. <laughs> no, you're gone. I because would, I wouldn't hate if he was just. He's one of those NFL. guys where it's just like no, just go. Uh, one of the dirtiest players in the NFL. No that, doubt about I saw it. that, and I'm like, I have to mention it as he gets a one year deal. Um, the only the only team well, that would have him. Also, and this just happened live as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about the Packers, um, Clay Matthews is going to the Rams. Oh, signed good. a two year deal with the L.A. Rams, so he won't be in Green Bay. For with sure. with both of these, the as the Bear fan in me uh, was like. Don't say Justin Houston. Don't say Justin Houston. <laughs> there's still hope he might come to Chicago. It's not going to happen, but there's still hope. Let's move on, though, into the next guy I did want to talk about, and that is Ed Oliver. He's a guy that Brandon and I mentioned on the big board discussion that we had. Because if I go over to – let me pull up my big board because I don't know if it's the exact same as how I had my mock draft. I think he's a little bit higher, actually. But, like, on my NFL big board – I had him at 18, so he ended up exactly where I had him on the big board. Brandon had him at 20, and in our mock, I had him, like I said, 18. He sits right there at the Vikings. You have him 27 to the Raiders. What's going on with Ed Oliver, and is he officially— remember way mm-hmm. back at the beginning of the draft season, I asked you who would be the one guy that falls. Is yeah. he now that guy? Uh, he he has been for me for, for a long time. Uh, he's— Kept falling further and further and further down my draft uh, draft board. I don't think that you know any anything like combines and pro days really help out because mm-hmm. to me the big problem with Ed Oliver he's a tweener. Mm-hmm. He he's just he's not a defensive tackle. He's not a defensive end. He's neither one of these positions. So teams need him to uh, bulk up or slim down, mm-hmm. and he's got to commit to that. And, and I just. It works on a team like the Raiders, I feel like, because they're a team that needs a lot of things, and especially on defense. They did so much for their offense. Mm-hmm. Any Raider fan out there was like, uh, but what about our defense? <laughs> it's, it's nice that we can score points now, but we're not going to stop the other team. So yeah. they can put him wherever and make it work. Um, to me, yeah, that's pretty much just what it is. I, I think teams would be a little nervous, a little scared with Ed Oliver, just because it's the where do you put him? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you view him as, and do you buy that he's going to do what he needs to do to become that position? Well, and that's why for me, I kind of agreed with the analysis that because I read the Todd McShay mock draft and I agreed 110% with what he because at first I was like, oh, offensive tackle easily. And I'm like, oh, wait, but Ed Oliver's there. And we just lost Sheldon Richardson. And what Todd McShay said, this is. Ed Oliver to the Vikings, he said, so although offensive lineman is a more glaring immediate need here, the Vikings could plug Oliver into the middle of their defensive line between Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter and create headaches for offensive coordinators. He's a perfect replacement for free agent Sheldon Richardson. And I looked at it and I'm like, hey, not the, hey, he's a perfect replacement, but is this the perfect situation for Ed Oliver? To where, yes, the biggest thing that people are going to look at as a negative for him is his height or his size and his length. But no one can deny that athletic ability that Ed Oliver has. And if he was just a little bit taller and a little bit longer, he would probably be a top 10 pick, no doubt. Like we had him towards the beginning of the year. 
And I look at it and like the reason why I had him go to the Vikings was I looked at that and went, of course, we've already got a stack defense to where we can put him in. And there's I, I say there's not going to be any pressure, but at the same time, will there be pressure because he's being added to a playoff team mm-hmm. or will that help him? Because, hey, I don't need to be the focal point of this defense. I don't need to be the front face of this defense. No one's going to be looking at me. Anthony Barr is the face of the defense. The defensive line, we've got Griffin and Hunter already there to where he could just kind of chill and just do what he does best. And if Mike Zimmer knows anything, it's defense, and he's proven that at the head coaching position ever since he came over to the Vikings. So that's why I kind of looked at Ed Oliver and was kind of like, okay, this is where I'm going to have him going. Do you think he falls any further than where you have him? No, I I, I wouldn't think that. He's still first-round talent. Um, He could go in the middle. He could go towards the end. Mm-hmm. I still expect him to be a day-one kind of guy. How about the segue into the last thing I was going to mention or the last team we were going to talk about? Yeah. The team you have him going to, the Raiders, because they're a team – Three draft picks, mm-hmm. and now that they, now that they draft or not draft, they trade for Antonio Brown. Does that change anything? Like people might look at my dra- mock draft and go, "Ricky, why did you have him go Paris Campbell? We just got Antonio Brown." Yeah, I mean, sure, I, I think that's a valid question, but it's not like you're getting two Antonio Browns out there. You're getting mm-hmm. different guys who can complement each other. Well, and they didn't just get. Antonio Brown, they got Tyrell Williams also. I keep forgetting yeah. to mention that. Yeah, Tyrell Williams is he's good, but he's he's not amazing mm-hmm. uh, necessarily. So, um, yes, I mean, Paris Campbell, some people might be upset with that. To me, I went 100% defense with a linebacker, a defensive end, and a defensive tackle just to get that front seven and try and get some pressure mm-hmm. uh, because you're facing some pretty good quarterbacks out there. You're going to need it. Uh, that's a surefire thing. The thing that I would... I'm a little torn on, you know, because there's, of course, we mentioned it earlier. There's the rumors about, I hate to say it again, guys, Kyler Murray to the uh, to the Raiders. Those rumors exist because Gruden likes him, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, they they get Antonio Brown, and it makes you say, okay, they're giving Derek Carr weapons, right? But it also makes you say, well, I guess maybe they could just figure their one player away. They get their Kyler Murray, and he's going to be successful in this offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did everything they could to give him pieces. But they're also the team that they've got the capital to trade anywhere they want, um, and they made a lot of moves, so maybe they're saying we don't need as many draft picks. We can afford to trade up for somebody if we want to, but I still think that they're a team that just is trying to fill those defensive holes. It's a defensive draft, and it's the perfect situation. They went to free agency for offense. They're Mm going to go to the draft for defense, and they'll just build it up and and give Derek Carr – uh, a little less pressure to put points on the board. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at it, and I really, I'll be completely honest. If you're someone that's already commented, um, Ricky, why'd you have him go at Paris Campbell? I'm starting to second guess that pick, and probably will not make that pick in the 6.0 because I'm I'm looking even more into it, and it's like Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, JJ Nelson. It's like. They've picked up so many wide receivers to where will they draft one in the first round? To me, right now, but they could. They, they really could want to. if they want. Like 
And Paris Campbell isn't a guy that's going to be a number one or a number two. To me, he's that slot guy who just has that pure speed. That mm-hmm. get him, get him the ball on a slant route, and just see what he can do with that speed. Like I've loved his speed ever since I saw him. Not this past year, but two years ago in yeah. that Indiana game where he just took a jet sweep and was going. Which is great because that middle of the field, those slants, Antonio Brown, that's not his game. It's it kind somebody of else that can do it. opens the field for yeah. it to where he can kind of work on the outside. The one that the one position that I think the Raiders will target with one of these three picks mm-hmm. is the running back position. That's why I had him go with Josh Jacobs with the bear pick at 24. Because right now I look at their free agent signings and everything, I'm not seeing a running back. Like, a lot of defense, wide receivers, some offensive linemen. I am not seeing a single running back signed by them. Marshawn Lynch, gone. Doug Martin, gone. Right now your starting running backs are Jalen Richard, DeAndre Washington. They worked good, fine for the Raiders in the past. Rashard used to be the starting running back before Martin and Beast Mode were even here. But I look at this and I go, one of these running backs, especially Josh Jacobs, because I think he's the best running back right now, if he is there, the Eagles could take him. The um, Chiefs could go ahead and look at him because they lose Kareem Hunt. Packers could look at him like there are numerous teams that could look running back. Raiders at 24 might go, hey, this running back is here. We need a guy that we can kind of rely on to be our bell cow, to be that guy to take pressure off of Derek Carr Mm -hmm. so Derek Carr can get the ball to all these nice new shiny toys that we got for him in the receiving game. However, there even is the thought in my mind that like with 27 – I'll be completely honest, if in the next mock draft I'll do a Mark Weber situation where you said DK was going to go to the Bills, I will say this. Unless Noah Fant is taken before 27, he will be my 27th pick to the Raiders instead of a Paris Campbell because they could use a tight end more so than a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, I I just think for me, the Raiders, I— They've made the splash on offense. I just see mm-hmm. them doing it, and I understand they could they could use a running back. It's running back is one of those positions where it's easier to get a quality running back later in the draft mm-hmm. than it is for a lot of other positions. And I mean that's an interesting point. Like that is a fair point because they could mm-hmm. even take like, and of course I'm using guys that might be high right now because of what we've seen recently. Yeah. They could take a Justice Hill mm-hmm. in non the first round. Look at defense. Look at um, wide receiver, tight end. If anything. Anybody in this last kind of region that you think we need to look at? That we need to look at, not necessarily. I just I, I did buy in now, and I do have mm-hmm. my two tight ends. I, I decided to do it. I gave Hawkinson his spot. You know what? And this is going to suck for people at the end of the podcast mm-hmm. or who probably looked at the podcast early and then looked at actual uh, and didn't pay attention this far through. I'm gonna make a change to my mock draft. Am I allowed to do that? I think earlier in this we said when you make when you when you okay. put it out there you can't. Because I was just gonna switch too. I wasn't gonna put any more. Where are you gonna switch? Raiders and Packers switch. So Noah goes to the Raiders, Paris goes to the Packers. 
I would hate that even more to have Paris Campbell go to the Packers. Then I'll keep it. I'll no, just no, keep... not because I think it's bad. I just, I, as a Bears fan, I would hate it. I think Paris Campbell's a great wide receiver. Yeah, I'll switch it then. So if you're listening this late, haha, you got something no one else did. Um, that I surprised. Go put it in the comment yeah. section and brag. <laughs> Noah Fant, uh, mm-hmm. he will now be an Oakland Raider. And so my top 25, 21, just real quickly, I'll read them off real quick. A.J. Brown to the Ravens, um, Greg Little to the Texans, um, Josh Jacobs, Raiders, DeAndre Baker to the Eagles, Taylor Rapp now to the Colts, Noah Fant at 27 to the Raiders via the Cowboys, Andre Diller to the Chargers, um, Amani Uruwari Still don't know how to, say his uh, name. to the Chiefs, mm-hmm. Packers now take Paris Campbell, and then Cody Ford to the Rams, Jerry Tillery to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And see, this is a little gift right at the end of the podcast. Sure. Make a little change, and that's the mock draft. But thank you guys for tuning in for our fifth mock draft. I love doing these. I mean, the only thing this year that is way different than last year is it's way more defensive this year, not as many quarterbacks as we are used to seeing. But let us know what you guys thought of any of our picks, any of the drafts, especially if you're listening uh, to the full podcast on podcast services around the world. Make sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Most Valuable Podcast. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter, at Ricky Widmer, at the Mark Weber, at Most Valuable Pod. And then also if you're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, make sure the five-star ratings really do help us out. Let us know why you like listening to the podcast each and every week. I want to thank you guys for giving us the watch and watching all the way through on YouTube. I want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.